Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuana is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're having a great day. I'm the new Jack Weatherman for the uh, 2 to 6 slot. So I've been learning a lot about humidity levels, precipitation levels. There's like 98% humidity in Missoula right now. I was wondering why I'm so my skin is so dry. That's why. I don't know. I just had to get that off my chest. Also, I was just at uh, the grocery store on my way here, and the dude in front of me that was checking out, he had three two liters of soda, two 40 ounces of malt liquor, and a gigantic bag of popcorn. That's it. I feel like he's going to have a hell of an afternoon. It sounds like a great day to me. I don't know where he was going, what he's doing, but uh, they have these huge bags of popcorn at Fresh Market. They're hilarious. I always wanted to get one, but I feel like I'd either get tired of the popcorn or it'd go stale by the time it's all the way done. 
Anyways, we're going to talk all the way around the Big Sky in men's hoops because we've been doing that in women's hoops for the last couple weeks with our good friend Krista Redpath, and we'll continue that for the first hour of Thursday's show. But uh, we haven't talked that much or that extensively about the men's league. Variety of reasons why, and we'll get into those. Mostly because there's still a lot of mystery in the men's league with the fact there's been so many postponements, cancellations, all the above. And uh, like the Montana schools, for example, they will have been on a break for, what, count them up, 11 days by the time they play Thursday, uh, pending that those games do occur, and hopefully that they do. Um, So it's just been sort of stop and start, start and stop. There's a variety of factors of why we haven't got into it. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the Grizz because we have not talked that much about Grizz basketball. We talked about them coming out of their great win over Weber State and uh, haven't really had a game since then other than the Cat-Grizz game, but that was overshadowed by the National Championship football game. So a ton to catch up on. Also, it's a Tuesday, so that means it's a Tag Leary Tuesday. I was in there at Tag earlier today. Got myself this nice olive oil. Can't wait to try it. Mix it up with some balsamic. Our new guy, Jeff Safford, he's not really new because he's been around. Uh, he's been the voice of the Paddleheads before. He's joining us here now at ESPN Missoula. He'll continue calling Paddleheads games uh, once the summer comes around, but he's also going to help us out with some Grizz hockey, some Grizz lacrosse. But he said to me earlier when I was eating breakfast, he said, man, there's some great bread places in Missoula. And I never really thought that until I realized it. And he's absolutely right. There is some great bread places in Missoula. So I got uh, myself some sweet oil. I'm going to mix with some balsamic, get the... The vinegar going. Anyways, we have a $25 gift card for you to Taglary Delicatessen. So stay tuned for that. Give that away about $4.45. We'll also can go through our Treasure State Stars. Have all sorts of different uh, sports and athletes to highlight, including a couple wrestlers. Haven't talked much wrestling yet this winter sports season, but a couple cool stories. This last weekend at Missoula Sentinel, the Jug Beck Classic, which it's, it's funny because the all-class wrestling tournament each year at the Billings Metra, is an awesome event. If you've never been, I would say go. As a sports fan, it doesn't matter if you're unfamiliar with wrestling or if you've never been to a meet like that. It's so cool because you have so many mats going at once. There's so much action. You get to see sort of all of the dynamics of of, um, Montana culture on display because you have people from Missoula and and Billings and also people from Forsyth and Shepard. So it's, it's just a cool meshing of people from around the state. It's, it's awesome. But but all that said, there are several prominent, prestigious wrestling tournaments in the, the state of Montana. Most wrestling experts, most people that know wrestling would tell you the Jug Beck Classic here in Missoula, which was hosted at Sentinel this last weekend, is the toughest one to win because it is sort of this all-class convergence invitational sort of uh, toward the beginning of the season. It, it's not close enough to the beginning where people are still getting in condition, though. People are starting to get conditioned. So we're going to highlight some uh, some of the great stories out of that and also talk about Jarrett Deegan. What a cool story for him. One of the only four-time state champions in Montana history. He came back. And we'll talk about a couple other standouts from around the sporting world. Our number two, our main man, Brooks Nuanez, going to swing by. Uh, we're going to hear from Brooks twice this week, actually. Uh, he was in studio earlier today. And uh, we hadn't got a chance, uh, at least on this show, to catch up with him about the FCS National Championship game. So we'll talk about that, plus sort of what what's next moving forward for both the Grizz and the Bobcats on the football field. And then, of course, as we do each Tuesday, we have our Montana State Minute. Featured Montana State head men's basketball coach, Danny Sprinkle, so you can stay tuned to that about 4.30. You want to listen to the show, uh, stream the show, 
your mobile device, your computer, tablet, whatever. You can always do that from our station website, 1029ESPN.com. I'm so happy to have both Andrew Houghton and Jeff Safford on board because we have all sorts of things that now we can collaborate on and, and improve. And uh, our website is good, but I know that it could be a lot better, so that's one thing we're going to really attack. But you can find the stream there as well as you can t- find all our podcasts there as well. And uh, we are going to continue our Grizz Greats podcast series. Stay tuned for that, uh, for what, what the fall might hold. But in the meantime, if you haven't checked out the Grizz Greats podcast series, you should. We started out with Grizz Greats, the coaching tree, uh, highlighting the uh, just unbelievable Honestly, coaching tree that stems from Judd Heathcote's time at Montana. Uh, Heathcote was here in the mid to late 70s, then famously left Montana to head to Michigan State, led the Spartans to their first national championship in 1979 behind the uh, guy you might have heard of, Magic Johnson. Pretty good run for Judd Heathcote, but all the coaches that came after him were so um, impactful and rose to such great heights as well. You know, from Jim Brandenburg to Mike Montgomery, Stu Morrill, Blaine Taylor, Don Holst. Larry Kristoviak, Wayne Tinkle, and now Travis DeCure. They, they all have certain ties that bind. They all have the history of Montana and their backgrounds. Many of them are Montana alums. And it was a phenomenal series to be a part of because I learned so much from those guys. And it's such a rich history. And that history carries on today. And Travis DeCure is trying to get Montana back to that top of the league level. And it seems like they are making progress, at least compared to the last two years. So we'll talk about that progress here in a minute. But you can always check out Grizz Greats, The Coaching Tree. We also have our two Grizz football anniversary series podcasts as well. Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 95 national champions, commemorating Montana's first run to the FCS national title. And then this last year, uh, we had a uh, Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 national champs. That was a fun one as well. Crazy to think, 20 years since Montana's last football national championship. You can also be a part of the show. Call us, text us. Let us know your thoughts, your, your questions, concerns, anything like that. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And remember that number because you're going to want it when we start giving away this tag, Liary. I also forgot to mention, about 4.30, it's uh, time once again for our Pepsi Youth Sports segment. So our good friend Katie from the YMCA will be down to tell us just all about the various youth activities that they have Upcoming for both winter and spring seasons. YMCA is awesome in the community. Um, so we'll be look, look forward to hearing from Katie as well. You can also, as always, stream the show on YouTube. It is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, and we're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. You can take back control of the road with a new rig from Northwest Motorsport. Visit nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com to check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Andrew Houghton uh, from Skyline Sports, as well as our producer here at ESPN Missoula. He has uh, been working on and off covering the Big Sky, or I guess on, in a variety of different capacities covering the Big Sky for a handful of years now, and has been with me on and off for the last four. And uh, we, for those who have been paying attention, we live together as well. So it is sort of nice when you have a roommate who you don't have to talk into, like, hey, man, let's watch some uh, Idaho, Northern Arizona men's basketball. My old roommate wouldn't have wanted to do that. He would watch the Grizz or the Cats for sure, but he's not trying to watch, you know, middle-of-the-week non-Montana schools. But Andrew and I both, you know, enjoy doing that. We like analyzing the league. It's always fun to get sort of prepped up for what's always a big week 
uh, in Boise, Idaho. But this year, we've only had a couple games on because of the few games that have been noteworthy, particularly for the Montana schools. We've either been there in person, like you were in Bozeman a couple weeks ago, or I was uh, when Weber State um, was in town here in Missoula. But it just seems crazy because usually by this point in the year, I will have gone to 18 or 20 games in person and probably watched another 20 on the stream. And I can say in full honesty, I have been to, let me count, I've been to six live basketball games so far this year for men's hoops in the Big Sky, only one time in Bozeman, uh, which is crazy. And I have been, I've watched on the stream. Uh, last night I watched a little bit when the Monday Night Football game became kind of a blowout. I watched the end of NAU-Idaho, which was totally crazy. You had like a double technical that led to three free free throws, and then all of a sudden NAU wins by two points. It was a wild finish. Also watched a little bit of Southern Utah against Portland State. But other than that, I probably only watched a handful of games on the stream too. So uh, part of it has just been, I think, football and the success in Montana and sort of the way that overshadows everything in the big sky, both in and outside the state. But also there's just a whole bunch of other dynamics from the pandemic to more than anything, though, I think it's easy to forget because the world, the time-space continuum that we live in now in the COVID world is so weird. It, it was less than a, a year ago, more like six months ago, that the vast majority of the best players in the big sky just bailed. They just left. And so I think that's the other reason why it's been hard to kind of get engaged in, engaged in this. We have 53 guys transferring out of the league. You don't know anybody on the teams. Yeah, Coulter, I mean, we you normally have... You, anchors going into the season. I mean, guys that were excited to watch, storylines that were excited to follow. There was not a lot of that coming into this Big Sky men's basketball season this year, and I'm doing even worse than you, man. I've only been to one game live, and I haven't caught too many of them either. For all the reasons that you mentioned, and, and you know, I I was more of a women's basketball guy in, in the league, so I've been focusing on that. But yeah, we just didn't have anything to hold on to coming into this season, anything where we could say, man, this is a guy that we need to be watching. This is a question that I have about this team that I want to catch a game of theirs on the stream to answer because we didn't have any specific questions about this team. We're just asking general questions because we didn't know anything about them. Well, it starts with Eastern Washington, who was one of the better Big Sky teams uh, that I've covered over the last 10 or so years, and they showed really well last year in the NCAA tournament against Kansas. Kansas just had too much firepower at the end. But they were so fun to watch, uh, not only because of the talent of their players and because of the system that they ran, but also because of just their outlandish antics. I know Shante Leggins, uh, former Eastern Washington coach, it drove most of the people in the league crazy. I mean, there's the infamous scene I wrote about on Skyline last year when they were in Bozeman. And Shantae is doing his his flap the wings like the eagle, like he does. And he knocks over a cup of water onto Media Row at Brick Breeden Fieldhouse. And it goes all over the laptop of two of the media relations guys from MSU. And they are both, um, let's say, veterans of the Big Sky Conference and uh, not really having those sort of uh, shenanigans. Uh, so they were very displeased <laughs> at the antics. And uh, it became sort of a, a little argument. But... I got the tactic, though, and I thought it was beautiful, and I thought it was hilarious, and I thought it was entertaining. But then after the season, the exodus in Eastern Washington was profound. Shante Leggins leaves for Portland, and Tanner Groves and his younger brother Jacob Groves out to Oklahoma, 
Michael Matthews, who's one of the best underclassmen in the league, follows Shante to Portland, and then all of a sudden the dust settles, and they have nobody that I can even, uh, nobody really of note on their roster remaining. I mean, that eight of their top nine guys in their rotation leave, which was just crazy. And so when that's the scenario for the Big Sky champs, then it sort of comes down the line, and and, and everybody had attrition. But the only there is a couple schools that didn't, and that's what I want to get to here in a minute, is why there's not a little bit more uh, of an anchor feeling around a Southern Utah. Because they have nine seniors, and they have some of the best returners in the league. But I also think there's a dynamic there that they're leaving. So it's hard to say that they have any anchor in it, even if they do have the most veteran roster in the league. Well, they're leaving. And the other thing with Southern Utah is Southern Utah hasn't been that team that we've followed for years and years and years. Like we saw that team at Eastern Washington get built up because they were always in it. They were always there in the late stages of the Big Sky Tournament. Same in a school like Northern Colorado. We sort of get a sense of the progression of those rosters at, at, at Northern Colorado or at a school like Montana, sure, Montana State, Weber State. Southern sure. Utah has just not come out of nowhere because we always knew they had talent, but they've only started putting it together these last couple of years. And then, yeah. like you said, they're out. So the, the length of time that we've been paying attention to them and the stories that have gotten built up with them just hasn't been as strong as some of these other teams. Here's what I'm saying when I'm looking at the standings, though, Coulter. Yeah. For all of the, the changes and the, the people leaving and, of yeah. course, people coming in, the standings look like any other year. The standings look like you might have expected it's exactly if, if right. you just picked them at the beginning of the year. I mean, it doesn't look like there are a lot of surprises on the women's side. Men's side, man, it's it's pretty chalk so far. Because of, of the departures of so many players, it was Eastern that had so many of the headlining players. Because, like, Northern Colorado and, and Idaho both had almost as many players enter the transfer portal, but none of those players were headlining players. Most of the guys from Northern Colorado was just, like, the bottom half of their roster. It's the same thing. With Idaho. I mean, even though Idaho was god-awful last year, they only won one conference game. None of the guys that left were of any impact. So it is funny because you look at the standings right now, and Weber State sits atop the standings at 5-1. and one. So Utah is there at 4-1. and one. Northern Colorado, 3-1. and one. They got Montana and Montana State tied at 4-2. and two. Eastern Washington, 3-2. and two. For those wondering, Tanner Groves, who was the Big Sky Conference MVP last year at Eastern Washington and was a monster against Kansas, had 33 points which was, I believe, the second most ever by a Big Sky player in an NCAA tournament game. Groves is at Oklahoma now. He's averaging 13.5 and, and 6.5. And so, yeah, you know, a lot of times we see guys like Holland Woods, who was an awesome player at Portland State, transfer to Arizona State, and he gets, you know, two buckets a game because he's playing nine minutes. And we see guys transfer up a lot. Well, not a lot. It's not actually that common. It's not nearly as common as the bellyaching coaches want you to believe. But most of the time we see guys transfer up and they don't produce at a high level. And Tanner Groves is producing like the exact same level he was when he was at Eastern Washington, which I think is amazing. It's super impressive. I'm, I'm just happy to see, you know, that beard pop up in my Twitter oh, yeah. timeline oh, yeah. here and there still because you got old Big Sky beat writers who will retweet when he has a big game or he'll pop up on some national guys' radars here and there when he has a big game. So that that's what I'd like to see, you know? No question. Uh, one, th- one other piece of... of uh, Noteworthy, something else noteworthy that, that sort of got glossed over. And and I'm not begging for anybody to to give me attention or, or read one of my stories, but it was an incredibly fun story for me to write. And uh, there was no real uh, place and time for it other than Eastern Washington being in the NCAA tournament. But I was able to go to the NCAA tournament last year, and I went to Indianapolis for five days, and I watched 14 games in five days and also watched 
uh, at least eight other games that were happening in Indy while I was there. We just happened to be you know, at a restaurant or at our Airbnb or whatever. But it was an awesome and great pleasure to do that with Riley Corcoran. It was very fun. But I wrote a five-part long-form story about it. And uh, my favorite part of it, though, was writing about the Groves brothers and sort of the, the Twitter mania that was. And we embedded a bunch of the tweets from across the country. But, you know, Jackie Moon and Napoleon Dynamite, like, what a hilarious combination. And because of the, the COVID situation last year, media passes were so hard to come by, and it was such a challenge. So we actually didn't get media credentials. That said, Eastern Washington was good enough. I mean, they, they knew that I had covered them all year long, and I'd covered about seven of their games before. So they hooked me up with tickets in the parents section. So we were actually in the parents section with Jacob Davidson's parents, who ended up transferring to Cal Poly, and Tanner Groves' parents. And that was just endlessly fun to just watch those parents, you know, cheering on their kids uh, in the big dance. So um, very cool. It is Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, taking you around the big sky in men's hoops uh, because we haven't done much of that. Um, for a variety of reasons, which we've get, we've gotten to right now, or we've been getting to, excuse me, throughout this show. But here's a look at some of the the leaders in the Big Sky Conference, and I think that's another thing is that we're only now starting to get familiar with a great many of these guys that are some of the top scorers. So right now, Dalen Kuntz is leading the league in scoring at 19.1 points per game overall. That actually, to me, even though it might seem like a surprise, because not only uh, is um, Northern Colorado, one of the better teams in the league this year, but they also feature Bodie Hume, who's one of the most proven players in the league, and maybe the guy, if you saw Northern Colorado as a leading scorer, you'd think Hume might be the guy. That said, I thought Kuntz was one of the biggest underachievers in the league last year. I thought he should have been an all-league player. He's a transfer from Colorado. He is really sweet. I mean, he's like a 6'4 point guard with great skill, and uh, I mean, I watched him baseline dunk on the Grizz one time last year. I was like, woofta, and he lit up the Grizz in Missoula one of the games. And so I thought going down the stretch when he was nowhere close to an all-conference player, that was perplexing. So for those who've seen him, maybe not a surprise. But then you look at some of the other guys atop the league. I mean, Jalen Cohn from Northern Arizona, a Virginia Tech transfer. Kobe McEwen from Weber State, a Marquette transfer. Uh Linton Achilles from Eastern Washington. I can't remember where he transferred from, but he's certainly a transfer as well. So a lot of the best guys, they're guys that we maybe we're just now getting familiar with. No doubt, and that's fun. It's fun to see these guys come into the league and just act like they've been here before and, and take to it so well. The guy who's really impressed me at who you mentioned, Jalen Cohn uh, at Northern Arizona, and he hit the big shot in their crazy game last night, which was just, uh, I caught the highlight. I wasn't watching the game. Pull up three, go into his right. Didn't look like he had much space. Got it off. I, I really like him, and he's one of the best shooters that's come into the league recently. But, yeah, I mean, as as sort of bittersweet as it is to not have a lot of the names that you were expecting come back into the league that maybe you followed for a couple years, it is great to see these new guys come in as well and, and sort of learn about their games, watch them play a little bit. Cone has a fascinating story, too. Fascinating is maybe not the right word. An atypical story because he was a guy that played at Virginia Tech. He's from Walkertown, North Carolina, so not exactly in um, in northern Arizona's recruiting territory, so to speak. But he's a guy that started games at Virginia Tech. He played in 47, started five. He averaged nine and a half points per game last year. So he's not just some uh, bottom-of-the-bench ACC guy. He was a starting player at for Virginia Tech. And uh, he also 
famously played with Bam Adebayo of the Heat as well as uh, Jason Tatum and De'Aaron Fox. So that neck of the woods, really talented players, obviously. I mean, Walkertown, North Carolina. Um, but there's also the element of Jalen Cohn landing at Northern Arizona because Shane Burkar hired um, one of his relatives to be a director of ops. So that's an interesting fold, too. That's been happening more often in college basketball. Like a lot of people last year were wondering, how did Cade uh, Cunningham end up at Oklahoma State? Well, because Oklahoma State hired Cade Cunningham's father as an assistant. How did Evan Mobley end up at USC? Because they hired, I believe, his brother to be an assistant. It's a new trend in college hoops. It's one of those things where I think you can get all sideways about it, but it ain't going anywhere, and it's actually like a tactful way to skirt some rules. So, you know, I just it's just sort of crazy that it's happening at Northern Arizona. Like, this isn't just North Carolina. This is Northern Arizona. Right. That was the the Porters, too, right? The Porter yep, brothers. Yep, yep. I, I remember going all the way back. You said it's a new thing. I think that's been happening for a long time. Like, didn't Danny Manning go to Kansas because, like, Larry Brown hired his dad? Yeah, that. I mean, it, maybe it, it's, it's, it's certainly been a, a thing forever. I mean, it's just like with these, the guys that got in trouble during the wiretapping scandal. Well, those guys just removed the one degree of separation yeah. you needed to make it be legal. Like, everybody's always had a guy who's got a guy. You know what I mean? Like, there's always the, the AAU coach who's got a guy who's got a guy. Like, that's how it always works in college basketball. That's what it is. That's what it's been forever. So, you know, I, I just it is just interesting, though, when that sort of stuff reticulates its way all the way to NAU, though. For sure. But it's it's been, you know, good for NAU. I guess the other thing that I was looking at with the standings and, and not seeing too much change from a, from a typical year that's just interesting to me is, you know, we thought we were going to have a lot of upheaval with the pandemic, and we've sure. talked about this for football recruiting where kids get squeezed out and, and kids drop down from the FBS maybe, and some kids get missed out at the high school level because there's not as many spaces. And we talked about that as, as sort of an opportunity for some of these lower-down teams in the league to maybe make a splash to uh to to increase their level of talent because they're getting some of those kids that fall through the cracks. Well, here in Big Sky Men's Hoops, I thought it was the same thing, but we've seen the established teams sure. and the established programs negotiate that chaos better than anybody and keep their places. And and that's why it's sort of cool to see those programs. You know, Weber State with with Randy Ray and they've yeah. been doing their thing for forever. Yeah. They're in first place. I mean, the Montana schools are right up there. Northern Colorado, which has been one of the strongest programs in the league. Right. Still right up there despite all of this potential upheaval that I think we saw with the transfer portal and the pandemic and everything. Analyzing Weber State and Montana, because let, let's be honest, no matter whatever changes in the Big Sky Conference, the road to the Big Sky title goes through Weber State and Montana every year, period. That's what it is. I think that it, since the Big Sky started in 1963, I think Weber has 20 or 21 titles and Montana has like 14 or 15. So you're talking about almost all of the titles, like 35 of the of the 60 titles have been Weber or Montana. And uh, I, I do think, though, it's interesting because John Calipari sort of set the bar early with this one and done. And... Um, there were certain coaches that you either that either proclaimed or you assumed would never go down that road. Roy Williams proclaimed it. Mike Shashetsky, you assumed it. Not so much. Mike Shashetsky went the other way. In the big sky, when it comes to transfers, 
I always thought that it would never be Montana that relied heavily on transfers, but Travis Secure's best teams were spearheaded by a group of transfers. I mean, they had great high school players, too, like Michael Ogina and Bobby Moorhead, but Ahmad Rory transferred from Oregon. Jamar Coe transferred from Cal State Fullerton. Donovan Dorsey transferred from Washington. They had transfers, so that was sort of ironic. And then Randy Ray is very much like the Mike Krzyzewski of Big Sky Basketball. A, a much, uh, you know, we're talking, we're talking scaled here for sure. But but Coach Ray is five-time Big Sky Coach of the Year, and, and he's the all-time leader in wins in the league. He's been at Weber for 16 years. Never thought he was going to be the guy that was just revamping his entire roster through transfers. Yet here we are, and Weber is transfer you. Their starting lineup is, I mean, they had seven transfers last year. They got six more this year. Well, it's an important lesson, Coulter. The strength of these programs is not because they keep doing what they're doing. That's the right. strength that's of true. these programs is that they can adapt, and that's true everywhere. They can see what where the prevailing winds of change are going. They can fall. They're not stuck in their ways, right? That's what builds yep. a strong program, and that's sort of the point that I'm getting at where it's cool to see these programs who have been around for so long adapt and still maintain their place at the top. It is so true. And also, you know, not to completely go into the full nuance of it all, but – Travis Secure's transfer operation was a little bit different than these others because it wasn't during this era of the transfer portal where you can transfer, you're immediately eligible, there's no consequence for transferring whatsoever, one and done, you're in, you can play, all of that, so the, the rosters are so revamped. Like Ahmad Rory came to Missoula and was on the practice squad for a year. He had to cut his teeth against the Grizz before he got an opportunity to play. Like That was the whole thing when Coach Secure first got here was – you had this whole group of guys sitting on the end of the bench. What's the Grizz going to be like when those guys aren't sitting out because of what used to be a mandatory rule that no longer uh, exists? More Grizz hoops a little later on because we're also going to talk some Bobcat hoops. Danny Sprinkle will join us about 530. we got to get out because our good friend Katie Crutch from the YMCA is here. She's going to tell us about all of the youth sports programs available through the YMCA. It's our youth sports segment presented by Pepsi-Cola of Missoula. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Shockwaves emerged from the Mining City on Monday with two huge decisions at the annual Montana High School Association meetings. Hello, I am Coulter Luanez. Among a myriad of decisions, the MHSA voted to add shot clocks to all classifications of varsity and sub-varsity basketball across the state for prep hoops. And the MHSA also announced the addition of baseball as a sport. Representatives from the high schools all across Montana met in person at the Copper King Hotel in Butte to discuss and vote on a number of issues. But the two proposals that drew the most attention certainly baseball and shot clock. Since neither was an MHSA bylaw, both proposals required a simple majority and each passed in overwhelming fashion on Monday. Shot clocks and baseball are both planned to begin for the 2022-2023 academic school year. In Big Sky Conference hoops, a slew of makeup games played out on Monday across the league. In Bozeman, the Montana State women posted a 79-69 win over Idaho after taking 16 days off because of COVID protocols. In her first game since January 1st, Erin White scored 21 points and dished out four assists as MSU moved to Three and two in league play. In the other Big Sky women's game Monday, Eastern Washington drilled Portland State 68-44. On the men's side, Northern Arizona emerged with a wild 74-72 win over Idaho in Flagstaff. Weber State drilled Idaho State 78-61, and Southern Utah ripped Portland State 86-76. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound.
What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. You can visit nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable vehicles. They have the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. When I have the time and the creativity, I've been trying to cater the playlists, you know, some themes to it sometimes. A lot of times it's catered to the guests. A lot of times it's catered to a theme of the day or maybe just how I'm feeling. But I saw a hilarious tweet today on Twitter, and it was a stack of cassette tapes, and it was these six albums that had all been released in the span of one month back in 1991, so a full 30 years ago, one of which was Pearl Jam, which you're listening to, 10. This is the, one of the hit songs off that album, but also it was the Black Album from, Mont- uh, from Metallica, Blood Sex, Sugar Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Never Bind by Nirvana, um, and a couple as a Soundgarden album and a Guns N' Roses album. So pretty fun. We'll be playing those songs for you uh, throughout the rest of the show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on a Tuesday. Hope you're having an outstanding start to your week. Happy now, like we do once a month for our Pepsi Youth Sports segment. We just feature people and activities around the community you can get your kids involved in. And now we're happy to be joined in studio by Katie Groach from the YMCA. She is the director of youth sports there at the Y. Katie, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me. Doing great. Well, first of all, uh, d- just tell us about the YMCA in general because I think that people of a certain age remember always the YMCA was like the primary sponsor of all youth sports. Now there's so many different clubs and everything you get your kids in, but you guys are still such a pillar in the community. But the Y does a lot more than just youth sport league facilitation. So just tell us about the Y in general, because it is it's such a great part of any community, but t- particularly here in Missoula. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, the biggest thing is we're a nonprofit and cause-driven organization. And so all the programs that we do, we want them to strengthen our community. So whether that's kids learning sportsmanship and then becoming, you know, good little people through sports, um, all the way to child care and providing infant care for families, um, you know, programs for the, the elderly to come in and exercise or even just that social component for people. I think that was one thing we, we really found over the last two years. For sure. People need people. And so, um, you know, all the programs that we're offering are, are chances for either adults to come in and have interaction with one another or kids in summer camps, kids in after school care. Um, so we just want to have programs that are there for the community. Let's talk about the kid element of this, though. I'm sure that there's plenty of signups going and upcoming and things that are going on. So uh, just tell us about some of the things you guys got going on for all the kiddos in the community. Yeah, we are just about to start our fourth through sixth grade basketball league. Um, we didn't get to have that last year during COVID. And so it was it was really fun having kids back in the gym for second and third grade this last November. And we're excited to do the same for those fourth through sixth graders. Um, there's still a few teams with spots available. A lot of the teams are getting full. Um, we do still need a couple volunteer coaches. So if you're into the sport and you want to be a part of it, we would love to have you. Well, that led me right into what I was going to ask you next. How do people get involved in coaching? Because I do think that so many people that are listening to this right now are of the adult age. This is great to know for your kids' schedules, but also maybe you don't have kiddos, but you want to get involved. This is a really fun way to do it. 
Yeah, this is a great way. If you if you love the sport, um, basketball, soccer, we have a variety of small clinics, too, of other sports. Um, if you want to stay involved and help teach others about the sport, um, the Y is a great place to get started. It's a good resume builder. If you want to get into coaching, obviously it's great if you can coach at the, the middle school or high school level, but that's a pretty big time commitment, too. Totally. So if you're looking to coach, um, most of our teams are um, doing six-week seasons. They have one practice per week, one game on the weekend. Um, basketball, that's Friday nights or Saturday afternoons. Soccer, that's Sunday afternoons. So if that's something that you can fit into your schedule, that's something that we're we're always looking for um, to kind of help these kiddos have a, a great season. Katie Gruch joining us here on Nuanas Now. She's the Director of Youth Sports at the YMCA. This is our youth sports segment presented by Pepsi-Cola of Missoula, Pepsi-Cola Missoula, proud supporter of youth athletics across the Garden City and across the state of Montana. Anything else that people could do to get involved? Or I'm sure that there's a certain element of cost to all of this, and uh, I know that uh, sometimes that's a barrier for entry for people, so is there any uh, assistance in, in that realm, or, uh, or how do you guys go about maybe assisting people that maybe don't have the resources to participate? Yeah, we, we try really hard to make our programs accessible. Um, we want every kid to have the opportunity to play sports. We, we see the importance of that, and, and so we want kids to get out there and play. Um, but if our, our costs are too much for people, we do offer financial assistance, and that information is all on our website, ymcamissoula.org. Um, and then it's a pretty quick and simple application process, and, and we try to um, help people out as much as we can. We're going to be kicking off our annual support campaign tomorrow, and all of those funds that we um, that we receive through that campaign go towards scholarships for kids and families, whether that's um, to let a kid play soccer for the first time or a family that needs assistance with um, childcare after school or during working hours. Um, all of that money raised in the annual campaign goes to financial assistance for people in Missoula. Those of us who love sports and that grew up playing sports, that's why I love my job because it's not just about the competition on the field. It's about so many of the opportunities, so many of the lessons. And I just can't even imagine my life without the impact sports has had almost completely aside from the competition or the score or anything like that. But I'm sure you guys have done extensive studies just on the impact that sports can have on, on kids. So, I mean, there's so many different positives and I'm sure most people listening know some of them, but I mean, I'm sure you guys have found it that it is so beneficial for kids to be involved in stuff from a young age. Yeah, and with our programs, you know, we we first want kids to fall in love with the game. There's hopefully going to be a time and a place where they're playing varsity sports, but I always tell our coaches that today's not that day, and if they're going to stick with it, they need to love the game first. And and so we want kids to get fundamental skills and and all of those benefits, but also just that that strong community piece of kids playing with their their buddies and making new friends from other schools and um, kind of that that friendly competition vibe that you can um, compete against somebody for. Six 60 minutes and then at the end of the day still have respect for one another um and i again with with all the things that we missed out on during the pandemic i think that um just getting kids back on the field and exercising and just kind of the lightheartedness of sport was something that we we really missed and we're we're really happy to be getting back into it is true too you, you never know how you might have lifelong friendships that stem from this i was actually in frisco texas at the fcs national championship football game two weekends ago, and the guys I hung out with Saturday night were guys I played YMC basketball with. 
but we didn't go to the same school, and then we didn't go to the same high school or anything like that, but we had always stayed in touch since we were like eight years old, and here we are 30 years later down in Texas hanging out. So it, it can. It can be an entry point uh, to lifelong friendships. Kate Gertz joining us here on Nuanas Now from the Missoula YMCA. She's the director of youth sports. It's our youth sports segment presented by Pepsi-Cola. YMCAMissoula.org is the website. You can find everything there. Anything else uh, that's important that maybe you wanted to add, Katie? Yeah, a few of the other things we've got coming up. Um, next week, we start our rookie sports classes. Those are for um, preschool kids, just an introduction to sports. They're adorable and fun to watch. Um, we also will be starting our third and fourth grade volleyball clinics, followed by fifth and sixth grade volleyball. Um, and then starting February 1st, we will have registration open for spring soccer. Um, that season runs mid-April to the end of May, um, but registration will be open February 1st. All sorts of great things to get your kids involved in, or maybe you don't even have any kids, you just want to go help out. There's all sorts of opportunities for everybody in the community. Katie, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. ESPN Radio, Nuana is now. How about some of the top individual performances from across the state? Also, how about some free sandwiches? We got some Tagliari Deli for you, and I got my Treasure State Stars for the week. Keep it right here, 102.9 ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. It's so crazy to think about just the arc of life in general, but specifically when it comes to creative people and the decision the decisions that they make and the way that certain forks in the road just determine destinies for better or for worse. Amazing. I mean, let's say Metallica, who you're listening to right now, never sits down with Bob Rock. They never sit down with with a a true polished producer and they just stay as a sort of thrasher speed metal band like they were in the mid-1980s would i even know who metallica was would anybody i mean i know that they still have a sort of niche because they are you know virtuoso musicians even if you're not into hardcore heavy metal like every version of metallica they are phenomenal musicians but um would we know though because that's what happened they had cut several albums and they were Sort of fringe stars, but then they sat down with Bob Rock, and bam, the Black Album, 25 million copies, playing the biggest concerts in the world, and uh, you never know. You never know how one decision can change you. But also, it's crazy to think that some people think Metallica were sellouts for doing that, and it certainly laid out the path for the rest of their careers. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport has the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can check it out online at nwmsrocks.com. Take back control of the road with a new rig from Northwest Motorsport. Today's playlist, the theme, January of 1991, when the albums Pearl Jam's 10, the Black Album by Metallica, Blood, Sex, Sugar, and Magic by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nevermind by Nirvana, Bad Mother Finger by... Soundgarden, and Use Your Illusion 2 by Guns N' Roses. All those albums came out the exact same month, 1991. So we're playing various tracks from those. 
Hope you're enjoying it. I love the music part of the show. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. It's funny because I dreamt of as a little kid of being a newspaper sports writer and a uh, rock music DJ. That's the other thing that's so crazy about life is is the way that first of all it's so long and you never know who you're going to cross paths with. But when I was a little kid growing up in Missoula. I used to love listening to Craig Johnson on the radio. He was the guy that was running the rock station here in town at the time. And he had a very famous and popular morning show. I used to listen to him all the time when I was like 9, 10, 11 years old. And then when I get into radio for the first time in my early 30s, who is one of the guys who's hosting the morning show on the trail, our sister station, 103.3 The Trail? Craig Johnson. Surreal. And now I call him a friend. So cool. Gotta love it. But anyways, I, I never would have imagined I would be an ESPN radio guy. I always thought I would either be a newspaper writer forever. That went south in a hurry. <laughs> or or a, uh, maybe spinning some discs on the, uh, the rock station. But instead, here we are talking sports around the great state of Montana each and every weekday here on ESPN radio. I was kicking it in Tagliari Deli earlier today. What a cool place. I got myself some deluxe olive oil. Can't wait to try it. They also have such a great pasta selection. They have some really cool things that I can't really describe. You could find anywhere else but there. Like they have these really cool pickled vegetables, like pickled onions and pickled asparagus. They also have some pretty specialty pasta sauces. But mostly, you go to Tagliari Deli because of the sandwiches. They have some of the best sandwiches you're going to find anywhere in the state of Montana. And we have a $25 gift card as part of Tagliari Tuesday for you. Give us a call right now. Caller number 5-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us right now. Caller number 5. We got a $25 gift card for you to Tagliari Delicatessen Best Sandwiches you're going to find anywhere in the city of Missoula. Tag is also awesome because you can order online. You, go, you can go to TagliariDelicatessen.com or you can text Tagliari. That's T A G. L-I-A-R-E, that's Tag Liar with an E, Tag Lieri to 33733. And you can text right there, put your order in, all of it. Pretty cool that they have this uh, text to order now. This is uh, this is new. I just got the card right down when I was just down there. So call us right now, 406-888-1029 for your chance to win some Tag Lieri. And if you don't win, go check them out anyways. Order ahead online, Tag Lieri, delicatessen.com. Or text Tagliari to 33733. Tagliari Deli proudly presenting Tagliari Tuesday each and every Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio. Let's dive into our Treasure State Stars. Treasure State Stars, I highlight some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. Sometimes it's teams too, but usually just notable accomplishments by Montanans. Uh, from each week, and Church State Stars proudly presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union has so many perks. You can check out Parkside Credit Union's online financial education platforms. They'll help you stay safe and get smart about saving and making money. Parkside Credit Union is also the best place to get a loan in Western Montana because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Our Treasure State Star number one for the week, the Montana High School Association, period. They had their huge convention yesterday. A lot of stuff to talk about. But they have the approval for both shot clock for varsity and sub-varsity levels of basketball throughout the state. Every level of hoops in the state of Montana is going to now have a shot clock. There's going to be hiccups. It's going to be 
a really tough transition at first, and you, you think, why? All you have to do is press a button once every 35 seconds. How could that be tough? There's going to be issues training people. There's going to be issues getting people to do it, all that. But I'm not here to dwell on the immediacy of the growing pains that are going to happen from the shot clock. I'm here to talk about how much better this is going to make the product. I've covered sports in Washington and Idaho where they have shot clocks. It's significantly better, I promise you. Once they get it all smoothed out, it is going to be so much better for the product and the fans. And, again, they will be speed bumps, but who cares? And also the addition of baseball. We're going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow on the show. Uh, our guy Andrew Houghton is actually a big baseball guy. Uh, played baseball here at Montana for a little while. Uh, the club program with the Grizz. And uh, follows baseball pretty good. Uh, but just the dynamic, because he grew up in a place where there was high school baseball as well as traveling teams. I grew up in a place where uh, we basically had to make our own barnstorming team if we wanted to figure out how to play <laughs> after we were 16. And uh, if we didn't want to play you know, 100 games in the summer with an American Legion squad. So we'll, we'll dissect all that as well. But good job by the MHSA for both the addition of shot clocks and baseball. Uh, added opportunity and uh, refining of a product is certainly a good thing, and both of those things occurred with that approval yesterday. Treasure State star number two, this guy will join us later on this week. He's been on the show several times before, and I'm going to keep calling him this because I just think it's the dang truth. This is the best athlete in the state of Montana and certainly the one that, that you don't know about as much as you should. Even if you do know about him, you should know more because he's an amazing, amazing runner. It's Duncan Hamilton from Montana State. He's a Bozeman native. This dude ran 356 and change in the mile over the weekend. That was at the time he ran it. Two other guys went under four throughout the weekend. But at the time he ran it, it was the fastest time in the United States of America. Still the fastest time in the Big Sky, the fastest time in the history of Montana State, and uh, one of the faster times in the history of this conference, which is in the Big Sky. One of the, the, I would actually argue in the Big Sky, the thing the Big Sky has the most prestige in on a national level is men's distance running. Because of Northern Arizona, Southern Utah, but also because of Montana State. I mean, you talk about, and Weber State has great distance programs as well. So many schools in the big sky at altitude, so it makes sense. But Duncan Hamilton's one of the best runners in the United States. He was in the Olympic trials last summer, and he did not just compete. He showed out. He did well. He is a multiple-time big sky champion and a guy who qualified for nationals in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. And now during indoor season, he's ripping it up. So a great job by him. Very fun to cover. Very fun to follow. And uh, he'll join us a little later on this week to just tell us what it's like now. He's not kind of the up-and-comer anymore. He's now a junior. He's kind of the marked man. What's that like as one of the distance-running aficionados, uh, not only in the Big Sky Conference, but in the world of college track? Treasure State star number three, Jarrett Deegan. This is pretty cool, actually. Deegan, for those who have been following along, was uh, one of the, I think there's been 32 four-time state champion wrestlers in Montana. I might actually have to fact-check that. Maybe maybe Andrew can fact-check that for me. Uh, four-time state champion wrestlers in the state of Montana. But it's been not very many. It's a very rare accomplishment and a very impressive accomplishment. But Jared Deegan was one of those four-time state champs. During his time at Belgrade High School, he was utterly dominant, 168-8. and eight. He won four straight Class A championships, and that helped earn him a full ride to uh, Virginia Tech, he then transferred to Iowa State, which is one of the top programs in the country, and he's now participating in his sixth and final year because he got last year sort of impeded by the pandemic. Excuse me. But this is very cool. I don't know how they possibly swung this. 
I, I've never really even heard of this, but what an opportunity for him. So as a lot of people that are listening know, the Frontier Conference, particularly Montana State Northern up in Helen, or in Haver, excuse me, as well as Providence in Great Falls, have really good wrestling programs, like national caliber at the NAIA level. Well, somehow <laughs> there was a triangular that featured uh, Iowa State, MSU Northern, and Providence. I'm not actually sure if the entire Iowa State team was there or if it was just Deegan, but this took place in Belgrade. So Deegan, as a uh, multiple-time All-American uh, at Iowa State, is in his final year. He gets to wrestle at his old high school gym against guys from MSU Northern and Providence. So that's pretty cool. I'd never really heard of something like that. So a cool return home for Jarrett Deegan and uh, uh, surely a cool moment for him and his family. Deegan, by the way, he pinned Northern's Colin Silverthorne uh, with 27 seconds left uh, in the first period. And then Deegan pinned Providence's Gavin Geis in the third period. Those guys wrestling at 149. So uh, impressive. Jarek Deegan uh, gets to return home one last time. Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Our Treasure State Star number four, another wrestler. I talked about the Jug Beck Classic off the top. I, I would I would argue that it is among, if not the hardest wrestling tournament in Montana to win because you have schools from all over, not just the state, but the region. Some schools from uh, Idaho and even Washington come over for it. It's a huge invitational. You have to wrestle multiple rounds to be able to win it outright. And uh, it, it, other than the state tournament, it's really tough to win. Well, Rich Cody off to a pretty good start. He's a freshman at Ronan High School, and he won the jug back at 113 pounds as a freshman. Pretty amazing. I mean, honestly, you see wrestlers at, as freshmen win state at their classification more often than you would see them win a big invitational like that um, at, at the jug back. So pretty cool for Ridge Cody, a name to keep an eye on because uh, he's definitely a guy that's already making waves here as a freshman up in Ronan and uh, will probably continue making waves as well. Treasure State star number five, the Lockwood High School girls basketball team. Lockwood High School opened a couple years ago. This is their first season competing in varsity sports. And again, a freshman, Taylor Harris. She drops 30 to lead the Lockwood girls to their first ever varsity win as a program. They beat Livingston. That's Park County High School for those keeping track. 55-39 Lockwood won that game Saturday night at the Lockwood High School gym. Lockwood High School has been in the news more in the last couple of years because the gym's new, and so they've hosted several district tournaments for both basketball and volleyball. It's a new facility. It's sort of, uh, I don't want to say centrally located, but it's it's a good hub around the Billings area. And so, I don't know, interesting. It's, it's just interesting to see sort of the population reallotment in Montana. We see some Class C schools just ceasing to exist or maybe not being able to have sports teams unless they co-op. We see some Class B schools with dwindling populations. We've seen a couple of schools move from Class A down to Class B, probably most notably Anaconda a few years back. But we also see booming populations in certain cities in Missoula, or excuse me, in Montana, including Missoula. You also see an addition of a double-A high school in Bozeman. You see Belgrade moving up to double-A. And uh, then you also see new high schools like East Helena and Lockwood. So the pos- population redistribution becoming more more metropolitan, more urbanized here uh, in Montana. Interesting to see. But Taylor Harris's 30 points leads Lockwood to their first ever varsity victory over Livingston on Saturday night. And finally, our Treasure State star number six for the week, Steve Keller, a very um, well-known name in the world of hoops 
around the state of Montana. A good friend of this show, guys, joined us uh, several times throughout the years. He's had quite the coaching odyssey. He was the head both girls and boys basketball coach at Helena High when the seasons were at different times. He won 610 games at the high school level, all told, multiple state championships, coached some players that went on to be all-time greats in their college careers. And then Keller moved into the college ranks, and he was dynamite at Montana Western, led Montana Western to the Elite Eight of the NAIA tournament uh, at least three, maybe four times. And uh, the other night, now he is at the University of Providence in Great Falls, so still in the frontier, but he won his 300th game at the collegiate level. So that's 910 total victories for Steve Keller, but a landmark win for Coach Keller getting his 300th win. And uh, we always have Coach Keller on once or twice a year just because he's a great guy to talk to. He knows more about hoops than almost anybody I know, so we'll probably have him on uh, sometime down the road. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Thanks so much to Parkside Credit Union for their sponsoring of our Treasure State Stars. Parkside Credit Union is the best place to get a loan in western Montana because they love to say yes. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. Is there a quarterback competition brewing in Bozeman? What sort of pieces do the Grizzlies need to fill in on the football field? And Montana State's had 11 days off on the hardwood. What's next for the Bobcats? Brooks Nuanas will join us to talk all things Big Sky Conference football and Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle will also join us. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.